kids. Our oldest is Emma, who is 14, and we have Logan, who's 11, and Cooper, who is nine. My goodness, that's their personalities coming out right there in that photo. Yes, um, I just love this morning that what came out in the transition. Um, Murray had no idea what I'm speaking on this morning, but man, it's amazing how God actually just um, goes before you and it just flows so well into what I'm speaking about this morning, so that's awesome. Um, so I am going to be speaking about my church, my family. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to be sharing my journey of finding out who God has called me to be and how being a part of this church has been so instrumental in that. And it's the reason why I love this church so much and have a heart for this church and it isn't about the building, but it's about the people in this building. So I believe this church is a really special place that I am incredibly grateful for. But the foundation for this place was actually formed long before I started coming here. I have learned the value of finding out the history of how this church was started. Because it actually changes you when you find out what was sacrificed by someone who was prepared to follow the call of God into the unknown. To allow him to use them so that future generations can be impacted by him. Pastors David and Norma Ellis were those people who heard the call of God to move their young family here. And as soon as they started visiting Ashburton before they actually moved here, a great love for this town and its people was birthed in their hearts. And more than once they had prophecies given to them saying that they would make a spiritual well or spring here and the rain of God's blessing would cover it. They had to make some huge sacrifices and face some seriously challenging times, but it was all worth it for what God was going to do here. When I learnt David and Norma's story, it did change me. The love I had for this place grew even more because the challenges they faced and the sacrifices that they made, there was unconditional love shown for future generations of people they would never even meet. But they knew that God would. They knew that God would change lives. And we have been so blessed as a church to have our past and current pastors carry this heart for this town and for us. So I came to this church when I was 13. Um, my family just moved here from Waimati. And if I've done my mess correctly, which Lisa and Caitlin know, that's not my strong suit. I've been here for 23 years, which I cannot believe it seems like forever, but there we go. Um, so my journey from 13 to now has been a pretty big one. My home environment was difficult, but I don't actually think I knew it wasn't normal or was different to other kids as such. I just accepted it, but at the same time knew that the effects on my life weren't okay. So I didn't know what it was to feel loved or be told I was loved. Uh, I don't remember any encouraging words. And I, don't, I did think I was an accident and not wanted, and at times did even wonder about not being here anymore. I thought I was ugly, and while I had some friends, I actually had no idea how to relate to them. So it was very lonely and I had no confidence, and you learn very quickly how to build walls and put on a mask when you feel bullied and worthless. <coughs> I had no idea there was actually a plan for my life, and I had potential for more than just what I was going through. But I think the biggest journey I had to walk through was dealing with this constant feeling of not belonging, and that I actually carried up until nine years ago. Jeremiah 29 11 is a verse I now know to be so true. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. For a long time, I couldn't see the truth to that verse, but being able to look back on my journey from then to now, I can see that God has definitely kept his promise from that verse. And I can see how he's done that through what he's brought me through. I was actually really angry when we moved here because I did have one close friend who lived just down the road from our house and her parents, um, the 
they pretty much let me and my sister Amy be sort of extras in their home. And we were the same age as their two girls and they were our best friends. So spending them, time with them was our escape and our safe space. And they loved us unconditionally and they were so generous and the impact that they had on our lives was huge. So to lose that was extremely difficult and I know I cried about it for a long time. And I can look back now and the grief and the loss that I experienced was something I just had no idea how to deal with at that time. But with God there are no accidents and moving here and our family coming to this church was by God's design. God knew though that I needed a spiritual mother and a father who could teach me what his love was like and to help set me on the true path that he actually wanted for my life. So he chose uh, Jack and Surrey Lambourne to be those people. Um, I was trying to figure out exactly what it was about them that made them so significant in my life at that time. I think the thing that spoke to me the most was just the love that just flowed out of them so easily. It wasn't fake, but real genuine love and compassion. And the heart they carried for the youth of this town was just incredible. And I spent many years with them as my youth leaders. And over those years, them showed me that love and acceptance. They gained my trust and they were able to get past some of those walls. God chose them to be the ones to teach me the truth of his word. And they taught me what true acceptance is. He used them to teach me that I was not a mistake. They were the ones who would sit and listen when I was ready to talk. And sorry was the one who would hold me as a mother when I cried as God was starting to break down some of those walls and deal with some of that hidden stuff in my life. But the most important thing they did for me was speak my identity over me. They didn't just see the scared, broken girl carrying all that stuff and making stupid decisions to try and bury what was really going on. They saw the girl that God saw. And I think of that verse in Isaiah 61.1. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. And this is what they did for me. Through loving me the way that God does, they helped me start a journey of healing. And they helped me find freedom from the darkness that I was in as a prisoner to my own thoughts. They taught me that my situation doesn't have to be who I am. And it wasn't my identity. My identity was found in who God says I am. So while I was hearing all this and I wanted to believe it, sometimes it can be very difficult to make those mindset changes. But we went to a youth event, um, I think it was at Leaston actually, and I went up for prayer and I'll never forget the words that that girl um, who prayed for me spoke. She said, God wants you to know that you are his daughter and he is pleased with you. That was a significant moment for me, and hearing it from a total stranger, I just knew that it must be coming from God. And this is actually what we're all called to do. We need to see the brokenhearted and love them. We don't necessarily know what they're going through, but God does. And the impact that God can have on someone's life just by us supporting them and showing them love and acceptance can completely change someone's life. Amen. I don't actually think Jack and Sari really knew exactly what my situation was. But that didn't matter. God just knew that I needed love and acceptance, and that's what they gave me. And as we know, though, God doesn't want to just take us so far or have us be half-healed and settle and be comfortable with that. He wants us to be all that he has created us to be. So it was time for my next chapter to begin, and this involved bringing in some new people to teach me and challenge me in my next stage of life. Um, during this time, Mal and I had met, and we were dating long distance because he was um, in Australia at Hillsong College. But I had started serving at church. Um, I joined the Church on the Rock team. Who here remembers Church on the Rock? Oh, look at that! So for those who 
I don't know what it was. It was a youth service that was held, I think we did a fortnight there, right? A Sunday night? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sari was involved in that, and I think that must be how I came to be involved with it, actually. Um, and yeah, so I had joined that team, and then when Mel came home, he also um, joined the team, but he'd actually been helping sometimes before we really knew each other, eh? Yeah, he'd been coming and helping because he didn't even live here, so yeah, he decided to properly join. Um, and this is actually how our friendship started with Carl and Lisa. And I had no idea at the time that starting to serve in this area um, would be actually the start of the big picture that God had for me. But as I said earlier, God knows the plan and there are no accidents. Uh, so Mel and I obviously got married. Um, and at that time, so did Kara and Adam, and then Ian and Sarah came into the church um, as well. So Carl and Lisa started a young marriage group. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> a few others that added in along the way. But I was so thankful to have Carl and Lisa share their wisdom with us about marriage. And they have been the ones that we have watched to learn how a healthy marriage should look and also how to parent. Because what my experience was from my upbringing was of marriage and parenting. I knew it wasn't healthy and I didn't want to repeat that in my own life. So having those people that we could watch to do it right was really important. Um, but also people who are happy to be open and honest with us about these things was so helpful. And being able to spend that time building significant friendships with Carl, Lisa, and Sarah, Karen, Adam, it was just so valuable. After we moved here, I think it was uh, Sari who told me to ask God to bring me a close friend again. And I prayed that prayer for a number of years and I felt like God wasn't listening. But God was definitely listening. And he didn't just bring me one friend, but he brought me six amazing friends who I am just so incredibly grateful for. It was great having these friends who were in the same stage of life as us, but for some reason I still didn't feel like I belonged and I still kept some of those walls up. Over the years, Mel and I have certainly walked through the fire more than once and faced some pretty tough situations. Satan will do whatever he can to stop you from fulfilling God's will for your life. In those times though, knowing you have love and support from people who are going to give you good advice because they carry God's heart, and will stand and fight with you means more than I can express in words. And no matter what we go through, God is always there and will always help you through any situation. But even Jesus didn't do life alone. He had his disciples to help him. Having the right people around us to do life with is so important. We aren't meant to do life alone. That's why church family is so important. Um, Carl and Lisa... Karen, Adam, Ian and Sarah, I don't think they're actually here this service, but um, I just want to say how much we value you and the support that you have given us over the years. Thank you for allowing us to journey through your tough times. And Mel and I love you more than words can express, and we're just so thankful for you all. Um, and Carl and Lisa are also the ones who must have seen potential in our lives for more, because they asked Mel and I if I would lead the church on the rock team. I was actually shocked to be asked, because I still carried, like, I had no confidence in. And... Um, yeah, I didn't really know how to lead anything either. Um, but I'm so thankful that we said yes. It made me get out of my comfort zone and talk to people. And it was the start of me learning how to lead people and talk to people in the right way. And it also taught me to be teachable. And it showed me that I was capable of more than I thought. So God used that time to teach me and grow me in so many ways to prepare me for the next thing. Um, a few years later, Carl and Lisa also asked us to go to a leadership conference called Unleashed. Again, they must have seen something on our lives that I couldn't yet see, but again, we said yes and we went. 
I felt so out of place there with all the people who were there, and they seemed to know why they were there, like they were training for leadership roles or for becoming pastors. But it was there that God decided it was time to really start dealing with some stuff from my past that I had buried. And it was the first time I spoke with a counsellor. And just before we left, um, Pastor John Steele prayed for every one of us. And this was actually a real breakthrough moment for me. He looked at me and he said, wow, you're a firecracker, aren't you? <laughs> and then he said, God wants you to know that you belong and are accepted. You belong where you are and he is going to use you there. I actually never told anyone that I felt out of place or didn't belong in pretty much every area of my life. Um, but God knew and it was time I stopped believing that lie. So from that moment on, it was those words that I carried. And when the doubt started to come in, I would remind myself of what God had said. And I am happy to say that that life of the enemy no longer has a hold on my life. So I started serving in different areas of the church, and I love serving. Um, at the time, I had my own business as a hairdresser, but started to feel unsettled in it, which I found really strange because it was the only thing I had ever wanted to do. Um, I loved working with people and helping them feel good. But the more I served at church, the more unsettled I got with my job. And off and on for about two years, I think it was, I'd started saying to Mal about maybe stopping and doing something else. Then I just kind of you know, brushed it off. But then one day it just hit me and I was like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So I started looking for a job that would work for me. Um, but I couldn't find anything, obviously, because God had a plan. Um, but I had said to Mal that I would love to be able to do what I do here at church as a job. And I was praying God would bring me the right job, knowing he had knew my heart and what I wanted to do. Uh, Carl and Lisa actually had no idea about this, because Lisa was a client, and I certainly wasn't telling my clients so I was thinking of quitting. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa arrived, arrived for her appointment one night, and Carl arrived with her, which wasn't normal. So I thought, oh, he must just be coming to say hi to Mel. Um, but no, they came to offer me a position at church two days a week. And I didn't even need to think about it, I just said yes straight away. Um, I loved working here and supporting Carl and Lisa, but it was starting to take its toll working the two jobs. But again, God had it all in control, and I was offered more hours here. So I was able to shut down my business, and it did make me a little bit nervous sending that text out to everyone. Um, but I don't miss it at all, and I love what I get to do here, which is how I know this is where I'm meant to be and what I'm meant to be doing. Yes. And it is a real blessing to be able to serve God and to help the people he has called to this church. I love enough to support Carla and Lisa in the call that God has placed on them to lead this church. And I honestly feel like I have the best job in the world. <laughs> there are so many other people here that I am thankful for who have had an impact on my life. We have some incredible prayer warriors in this church. And some of these people have prayed unceasingly for us in times when we have needed a miracle. And we have seen those miracles happen. Dave and Linda also have been incredible role models for me when it comes to marriage and restoration. And I know they've helped so many other people in this church over the years. And there are so many other people here that I am now blessed to call my friends. We here are a family, and to be able to love and support one another as a family is an amazing thing. Yeah. This church is my home, and I have a spiritual covering here, and I can't ever imagine not being part of this church family. I don't like to think about God calling us out of this church, and we may have some strong conversations if that ever happened. And I would need confirmation from a lot of people. My experience of this spiritual covering is knowing that Carl and Lisa will stand with me in prayer, 
They'll offer wise, godly advice and counsel, and I would trust them completely in this because I trust and honour them as my pastors. And if I were trying to make a life-changing decision, I would go to my pastors and ask their advice. I would ask them to pray with me before I made that decision because they may see things that we don't see. And to me, this is what a spiritual covering looks like and has made a huge difference in my life having this. Isaiah 61.3 says, Jesus came to bestow on you a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. It has been a huge journey for me to deal with a lot of things from my past, but I can now say that God has done this for me. I know that my life would look very different than it does today if he hadn't. I know without a doubt that if it wasn't for God, for this church, and for the people he has placed in my life, I'd still be carrying the despair in the morning. What God promised to Pastors David and Norma, and the sacrifices they made, I know were worth it, because my life is forever changed because of what they planted here, and I know I'm not the only one who could say that. I went from feeling unloved to knowing the true love of God. Not knowing who I was, to exactly, to knowing exactly who God says I am, and walking in the plans that he has for me. I know that I belong, and I'm valued, and I have worth. And now being able to help others because of my journey and what God has brought me through is a real privilege. And while it's hard to deal with the things I went through, um, I know God was with me through it all and he has made me who I am today because of that. So, so I say, if you are struggling with your identity or don't feel like there is a plan for your life, I'd encourage you to find someone who can get alongside you and teach you who God says you are. Find someone who loves God and will speak his love and truth over your life. If you don't feel you belong, please know that you do belong here. You are loved and you are valued. And I would encourage anyone feeling that way to find an, find an area to serve in. Um, it helps you make friends and connections. And it gives you a purpose. And also life groups. We have so many amazing life groups here with people who are just, they're incredible people. And it can help make connections with those people. And they'll support you and make you feel like you belong. Please look for the ones who are struggling and brokenhearted. All we need to do is follow Jesus' command in John 15, 12. Love each other as I have loved you. You don't need to know how to help someone, but just be that light in the darkness, showing them the love of Jesus. Um, so that's actually the end of my word this morning. But um, I would just like to say that if anything I've spoken about this morning, um, if you would like prayer for anything to do with anything that I've spoken about, um, the floor is open and I'd love to pray for you as would many other people.